Welcome to the Bart's FM podcast live from Springfield, Missouri. For more on the event here with Mike Lindell, the moment of truth. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, Patriots, and today is Thursday, August 25th, and as you know, I'm still on the road and will be for a number of weeks. We're taking advantage of this week and probably some into next week to play many of the interviews, or for that matter, all the interviews that were, we captured while at the Springfield, Missouri event, the Moment of Truth Summit put on by Mike Lindell. These interviews are rich, and it's an opportunity to really hear a lot of voices that are we haven't had on the show. Everything from people who are running for positions in state senate, state, state legislatures, to sheriffs, to many other voices out there, activists that are working hard at restoring this nation back to its constitutional and republic foundations. The whole principle of these interviews is to inspire and to really understand that the only way we're going to move forward in this nation is if we are doing the hard work, literally putting works to faith. Our faith is central in everything we do, our relationship with Christ, everything we must do every single day, living and breathing that intimate relationship with him. And yet what is most important beyond that is that we're actually doing things to bring that faith into the real world. What we witnessed at the Missouri event was just that. 50 states represented along with many other people that are actively taking action to help restore this republic through a peaceful actions and, and awareness, awakening, and political process. And it's not just the normal politics, it's the process of using the Constitution in such a way as it was intended that we can bring this country back to where it needs to be. And this is a hard fight, but it's the right fight. So without further ado, let me give you a message from Mike Lindell, and then we'll jump into tonight's show. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and due to your incredible support, the original My Slippers are almost completely sold out. As a special thank you, I am launching my brand new all-season slippers, slides, and sandals for as low as $29.98. This is a limited time offer, so go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code and you'll get all my new footwear for as low as $29.98. My all-season slippers are made with my exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. They're finished with a breathable fabric so you can wear them all year round. And my new slides and sandals are made with patented impact gel, making them ultra comfortable and extremely durable. I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable footwear you'll ever own. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now to get your very own all-season slipper slides and sandals for as low as $29.98 with your promo code. This is an introductory offer and it won't last long, so order now. All right, Patriots, that's MyPillow.com forward slash Bards, promo code Bards. Can you believe it? We're live all weekend. This is going to be great. And just as this is the announcement here, we're going to have, you got to have your warnings of like what's going to happen to the nation. If we don't get busy, that's what we're all going to hear. We're going to have another guest coming up here in a few minutes. 
But I'm going to put Duncan on right now. He's going to come in, and we're going to chat a little bit about what we're, what's going on here, and we're going to kind of keep this rolling. So it is time for the guilted Christian to join us. Duncan, what's going on? Nothing much, man. This is an absolutely great event, man. What an amazing bunch of interviews you've had so far. It is crazy, isn't it? I mean, I love this because we can just roll it. And we're just, we're getting, we're going to, by the way, Patriots, stay tuned because I'm working it. I'm going to try to get Steve Bannon on the show. He's just down the way. And if I have to go over there and storm his show, I think I will. Well, you're, you are Scott from Bards FM. <laughs> You've got a little bit more pull than uh, this guy. <laughs> we'll get it on here. But it's, we're going to try to get Steve Bannon on. And we've got his glory behind us. And I'll be on their show. And then I'm going to get them over here on ours in a little bit. We're going to get Joe Hoff on, who's the brother of Jim Hoff. And we've had Joe on before. We're going to, I'm just, we're going to just keep it rolling. We're just going to, there's a lot of people here. Oh, yes. And it's great because, I mean, although this is a political event, I've right. had more spiritual and Christian conversations than most places that I've been. It's been unbelievable. That's something, isn't it? Oh, I mean, yes. I, it's, it's, I've been, I was funny you said that because just a few minutes ago, our guest was talking and I was remarking on the same thing in my head. I was like, I, I can't believe the number of people that are here. I mean, God's called literally. And this is part of making this event so powerful. I mean, yes. it's just, this is the plumb line, right? This is time for people to come to understanding that this isn't just about data, Right, and that's what Dr. Frank was saying too, which is we're going to have him back on a little bit later. Nice, and he's we're, he, that dude and I are going fishing. I'm just telling you right now. Nice, that's going to be. I a mean, fun. He, he, if he, anybody that knows the Umqua and knows about fishing in the Umqua, mm -hmm. it's like you're a friend of mine. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's in my style. That's that's where I grew up, Patriots. I love that. It's the, and that's unfortunately also where we had the Antifa thugs light our forest on fire. Yes. And, and by the way, also, because I have the slide, I have the snapshot from the radar. There was, I can prove there was a dew weapon used. Oh, nice. There is a single line that it looks like, because it, it's, it's a deception, because you're looking down on it, but it literally was a line that went from the L.A. area straight into the forest where exactly where it started. Oh, yeah. And I bet you if you go around the world and get some of those shots, you're going to notice the same exact thing happen in Romania, um, England, um, over in Holland. Yep. Like, they're burning everything up. And this is the thing. People that start to say that this is all nonsense or conspiracy, it's like, whatever. Like, that was another world. We're in a different world now. We're in called the world of truth. And truth means that you get to endure truth. Kind of like, you know, like they always said, you want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Oh, yeah, we can. <laughs> we can handle the truth. That's it. So, all right, Duncan, so what else have you seen around here today? Because I haven't, they're, they're behind us. They're doing the state-by-state -state breakdown. Talk a little bit about what you've been saying. Well, they're doing the state-by-state -state breakdown, but I've been walking around just trying to introduce myself. But I've noticed that I this is like Bards Fest 2 kind of in a way. <laughs> like I've run into so many people that I met at Bards Fest um, that are here at this event just traveling back over. And I, ironically, I believe you've mentioned it, a year ago this weekend was when we had Bards Fest. Well, it's really important. Okay, so I better pull it up because there's, it's just kind of important what we're talking about here. Not only was it a year ago, okay, but it was also this day a year ago mm -hmm. that I woke up in the morning, six, I was woken up in the morning, like five, by 5.30 or something, and I usually was trying to get there by 7, 
And I was given this scripture from the prayer team and said, you must repent. And it was Jeremiah 6.16. Thus says the Lord, stand by the roads and look and ask for the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it and find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk in it. That's the valley of decision right there. That's that point where we're seeing those that want to go one way and those that don't want to walk with Christ. And that was the beginning, if you recall, when I literally, I, saw, I reached for my Bible. The Bible wasn't there. I had left it over there at the, at the festival space. And I just said, hey, I mean, God, I don't even know what to do because the schedule's made. Like, what do you want me to do? And by the time I got from where I was staying to the festival, it was clear. And we started repenting that day. That was the beginning of the repentance part of Bart's Fest. And, and then God's got you on this journey across the country right now. Like, I, I call it a God quest. <laughs> it's kind of what it That's is. That's good. I like that. It's a God quest. It's a God quest. And we're going. It's, it's literally like when you, you do the thing like out of uh, Blues Brothers. I got my sunglasses on. I've got a mission from God. Yes. It's, it's there, man. I put my sunglasses on and did that, too. Just I reenacted it my own way. Nice. Now, I'm not, I do not want to mention the name. You'll know what I'm talking about. There was a particular speaker that had their mics silenced at Bard's Fest. Oh, yes. Yeah, that was... Uh, you are the pro here because you were the guy running the studio. Could you explain how that happened? I mean, I mean can you explain how that happened other than God? Um, no. All right. It was like, it was God. Like, literally, I had to go fix the problem, but, like, it, it was a technical issue that shouldn't have happened. You know, and it just shows you, like, when God wants something done, he'll do it, even if it doesn't make sense to us. Oh, man, I'm telling you, that was, <clears throat> that was quite the event if you all were there. Because <clears throat> it literally was like, um, excuse me, um, God doesn't want you to talk. Yeah. Exactly. I, I'm surprised he doesn't shut me up more than he has. No, he's not going to shut you up. Because he likes your kilt anyway. That's got to be it. I'm pretty sure that's well, what it is. I was going to tell you, um, so Antifa, who was out there earlier, there was maybe maybe 12 of them, and all the signs they were holding up were ragging on Christianity. So it wasn't Mike Lindell, politics, or anything like that. It was specifically going after Christianity. Well, when I went back out to go pick up the Bible, they were gone. Huh. I think, I think we call that, there was a bunch of prayers done when you went out. I think God scattered them. Little divine inter intervention. <laughs> Keep up the prayers, patriots. We're ranking in the whole thing. We're dropping prayer bombs. It's good stuff. But, yes. So, you've, you've had your trains, planes, automobiles to get here. Yes. You look refreshed now, finally. I, I, well, Mike Lindell Coffee, I'm going to go ahead and advertise. <laughs> Lindell Coffee. <laughs> Get the dark stuff. It's really well done. I mean, and, and then follow it up with Expedition Coffee. There you go. So we got Lindell Coffee, which you can get at mystore.com forward slash bards. This is raw pitch right here. Yeah. This is a Mike Lindell event, so you guys all got to get used to that because we're going we're gonna to promote him all weekend. And that's good. I mean, literally, the guy's given the story that we finished, we didn't really finish in numbers, but not, I mean, in the numbers of it. And we've had. Uh, Mike or uh, Dr. Naputian talking about it. The next day after Bart's, after Friday, after Mike spoke, Mike's plane breaks down that night. And I see Mike, it's about midnight. And I'm like, How are you doing? We're, we finally have a conversation. And, and he's very happy, which was a big relief for me considering how that day started. And I said, So are you staying the night? How's your hotel room? 
And he goes, well, yeah, I'll need to, I'll need to extend it for a night. And I'm like, no problem. We'll take care of that. And he says, yeah, my plane broke down. But And then this is Mike. He's like, apparently God wants me to stay. Mm-hmm. So he stays. And the next day, he ends up going to the event at the meeting that Eric Naputi had planned, organized. And this meeting, Mike wasn't going to show up until the end of the meeting. He was just going to pop in, and Dr. Frank was there. Well, that meeting, as they go through, Mike is there to witness all the discussion, to see things happen. God's there, literally, because finally, there's an epiphany moment where everybody stops fighting politics and says, we do need to find out if this election was corrupted or not. And so they start to bring up a measure, and they're going to talk about how to fund this, the canvassing, which is what all this work here was based on. And they're like, okay, well, we got to figure out how to fund it because we're going to have to do some special measures. And Eric Schmidt's there with their attorney general, and he's trying to talk to him. And Mike just raises his hand and goes, I'll, I'll pay for it. Wow. It was like 10 or $20 million. So I say this because... Patriots, I know a lot of times you hear us push here, and we a lot of channels push Mike Lindell's stuff. This man gives with real dollars to these events. This is not like, if you see this event here, this is no small event. I'm having done Bards Fest. This is a big deal. And this is how he funds all of this. And his philosophy, which I completely agree with, you either go all in or you're not going to have anything left anyway. Yes. So make up your mind. All in now or nothing left on the backside if you're trying to hoard. Because they're going to take it all. Yep. So that's one of those things. So anyway, yes, sir. So what do you see around here that you want to interview? Well, the one I'd love to see um, is over there, uh, I think, doing war room stuff with everybody crowded around him, and that was Bannon. Um, I'm looking for Laura Logan to see if I can't find her and bring her on. But a lot of the, a lot of the average people that I've been talking to always have the best stories yeah this i agree with this because we we do we often focus on big names which is important i mean they they are they got there for didn't get there by accident unless you're in the luciferian media that's another topic but i do agree with you because a lot of the people we don't expect end up having some of the best stories out there Mm -hmm. and and i think this is a good lesson and i've talked about this recently on the show patriots you know this and it is the point that we can't miss we can't overlook the importance of listening to who God puts before us. I've had two here today already. I, Hannah's introduced them. I have no idea who they are. And one was the was Alexander Stone, right? And the other was one that was just here a minute ago. And both of them are amazing. I mean, they're just they're incredible stories, right? And they're, they're very articulate, great stories. So, I mean, this is, again, the whole concept of how God works. And I'm just like, hmm. That's kind of tells you more why we're here. Yeah, I was, um, I worked an event in Dallas called Faith and Freedom. And I met Stone at that event and we, we interviewed him. And he was one of the most impressive people that I talked to all day long because he's a young kid who is pursuing Christ and wants to be a pastor or a reverend. Right. Does his own show. And like I said, it, it's good to see the youth getting as involved as he was. I'm totally into that. And that's what excites me when I see younger people. Because we're at the end, we're, our age group is handing off the baton. And if we don't take care of it now, we're not going to have anything. No. It, it's literally, I mean, this country's already sitting on the tipping point. And, it, and if people are sitting back going like, okay, well, y'all old people will take care of it and we'll, 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 we'll get to it. We're done already. We have to have that feeder. It's just like looking at a sports team. If you don't have a deep bench, 
you're not making it because you can have the best quarterback uh, in football you ever have. And if you don't have at least two more quarterbacks in the wings, your next team, that next year when that quarterback steps out, you're already trash. Yes. And we, and we have to be looking at this whole movement that way. And that means we need to be standing up together. We need to be bringing Christ to the younger and then encouraging the youngers to pick up the mantle and carry the torch. They are literally going to be the ones that carry yep. this forward. Like we, we, have, we have to make up for the mistakes that we've had. We've let God down over the years. Yes. And we're having to fix this now. But we have to fix this now. We have to be the ones to fight this war so that the kids can carry it on in the future. Because yep. if we don't do it the right way, three generations from now, they're going to end up in the same boat that we're in right now, like kids not even knowing about the Holocaust and losing that impact. Right. Like, they need to bear the scars. And it is them that's going to bring this world forward. And we need to bring it forward with Christ at the forefront, not just something that some people go to talk about at church. It needs to be number one in every decision that's being made going forward. Absolutely. I think that's, that is the whole piece here anyway, is to make sure that at the center of all of that is our love in Christ. Yes. We, you know, we can have all the data we want in the world. That's what Dr. Frank and I were starting to talk about. You can have all the data you want in the world, but if we don't have our walk with Jesus in that place, it's just data. Yes. Because the thing that people are missing when we like to events like this, it's so important, is that these events bring information but the conversion to truth and victory comes through God. Amen. And, that, and that, that just has to happen like that. So, man, I'll tell you, we are, <laughs> I think they're enjoying us both on the show. We need to do this more often anyway. No, we should. And I'll tell you, my patriots, I, I have to tell you, this is, this is a great event. This is the first event I've done. Seriously, the first event I've done where I've done only audio media at the event. Nice. And, I, and I'm enjoying it because I don't have to worry about organizing it. I don't have to worry about speaking. I'm just talking this way. These are better conversations. Speaking to the whole group of people, it's, your impact is here. Yeah, and it's, it's something special that yeah. you bring in the Bards Nation, which is really cool. Yes, we are. And that's just it. And we're going to bring in a lot of Bards Nations all over the We're going to hit all of our 120 countries. And even when those overseas that are in the darkness, they will come to light in the bright morning sun when we yes. get a little later in the day, which will be great. Well, Duncan, we're going to go to a quick break, and then um, we're going to enjoy more conversations with some great and amazing people, which you, you don't want to miss. So we'll be right back. Here we go. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and my employees and I want to thank each and every one of you for your support by bringing you the MyPillow that started it all. MyPillow's patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs regardless of your sleep position. Because it works, we've sold over 70 million MyPillows, and now I'm bringing it to you for the lowest price ever. For example, you get my standard MyPillow, now only $19.88 with your promo code. Now's the time to get them for your friends, your family, your neighbors, everyone you know. MyPillows make the best gifts ever. In the times we're in, one thing we all need is getting a great night's sleep. So go to MyPillow.com or call that number on your screen now. Use your promo code and you'll get my standard MyPillow for only $19.88. For a more custom fit, my premium queen, only $24.98. Or my premium king, only $29.98. This is a limited time offer, so order now. So, Patriots, you know, I'm having these amazing conversations around here. And what's really amazing to me 
is how much people are active these days. I just had a conversation with a, a, a woman came up. She's a regular listener, Bards FM, and she's heavily involved in the new California state movement, which I'm going to try to find out more about. But it's just, it's active information. So like they're working through the Constitution to do this, which is great, which means to do that, if you just kind of run the traps on that, that means like, okay, so they are now studying the Constitution as much as anybody. And we're we're relearning what it is to be an American again. I think that, that just can't be understated enough, right? And with that, if we're not constantly reviving our knowledge and refreshing our knowledge... They we're going to become stagnant and we're going to be right back where we were. And this is how we're literally taking the game back. And what's most amazing is it's not happening at a strategic level. Everything is down local. This is why we talk so much about county by county. The important aspects of this are to get deep into our, our local governance. And then from there, we are going to be able to change everything. Now, we had Dr. Frank on a little bit ago, very brief. And that's because I had... Some interviews that just came up very quickly. We're going to have him back on. He's going to talk a lot about Oregon, and I want to hear more about it. And it sounds like I'm going to get to go fishing with him, too, because he knows Umpqua River, and I swear I'm going to do that. It's going to be great. And God's great anyway. So this is really quite the event on so many levels. It's personal for me, and I'm just, I, I just want to share some of that personal testimony because I've had such an amazing experience with this whole podcasting. And starting in 2019, which is when I launched it, the Bard's Brand Podcast. Because I would, I'd already done a lot of podcasting before that, but this podcast started in 2019. Before that was Kilroy Rising, and then there was another project called The American Brand. But in 2019, there was 100 people in, the, in June of 2019. Today, this, this audience is in 120 countries. We have almost 30 million downloads. I haven't even checked. We might even already be at 30 million downloads. Let me check here real quick. But um, it, it is really phenomenal to me. And we are literally, we will break 30 million downloads by the end of the weekend, I, I would think, or, or very soon, because we're at 29,699,000 downloads. That's incredible. That's thanks to all of you. So this is just going great. We are debuting the Bards T-shirts here this weekend. So we're, we've got the resistance chicks got theirs. We're going to take some pictures with the Bards T-shirts. That's going to happen. So you're going to start seeing those. Everybody's going to be like, I want one. So you're going to get one because we've got our, our – this is what we did with the T-shirts, and we're doing this with other things. So we're bringing it what I would loosely call in-house. We're bringing it within Bards Nation. So rather than going outside Bards Nation – God provided the resources to buy the equipment so that we have the equipment to print our T-shirts within Bards Nation. And we're going to be doing this with many more things like this so that we're creating a different type of business model. And I want to talk a little bit about that, and then we're going to, as we go forward here. And the idea is to seed equipment for businesses to start, but it doesn't require a return on investment in the traditional model. Typically, when you buy equipment, you have to take a loan or you have to... You have to leverage your capital, or you have, and then you have to pay that back. And that's not the way God put on my heart. What we have to do here is we have to acquire the equipment, and then somebody starts manufacturing them. From that, the return on investment is that, that that business is starting, and then as that business grows, rather than the, the way that the shares of some of that profit are going to help someone else start another business. So we're going to grow a forest, basically. 
And with that, each step that we do, we're growing small cottage industries around. And this is we're going to template this. So when Bart's store kicks off and we're almost there, I've been promising this for a long time, but it's, we had to get all these mechanics done. And the mechanic pieces are there. We've got this first product, which is the Bard's T-shirts that are printed by your, your, our mod, Teddy, who's super talented. He's awesome. I can't believe how good a quality he's doing. And our shirts took a while to locate, but we, we, have a, we found a company. It's called Bayside. They're, and you know probably know some of their brand, but what's amazing about Bayside is that their shirts you use American-grown cotton, and they're manufactured here. They're like the only company that does it. There's a couple others, but that's, and there, so we've got that shirt. That problem is, we've kind of got that one in the can, so to speak. And so then we got Jennifer Renee is going to be making our coffee cups, and she's getting all set up to do that in her new studio. And then we've got Duncan is going to be doing some leather stuff. That's our kilted Christian, who, by the way, is an amazing leather worker. And so we're just going to keep doing this. We've got more things coming up. We have somebody else that's going to do our hats for us. And our hats are going to be, instead of having printing on them or, or embroidery we're going to have leather patches that are that are stamped i mean they're, they're um I, yeah do you call it a stamp so it's a leather stamp with bards on it more bow one of the two so it's going to be we got good products good quality stuff i've been talking about this for too long but sometimes it's important to get the idea and then get it right so when we launch it and it's it's going to be fun so that's that's all to look forward to in the next few weeks as we roll this out very excited and so forth. All right, so the big event, obviously, here in Missouri, in Springfield, Missouri, is the Moment of Truth Summit. It is exactly one year after Bards Fest. It is a, it's, it's a summit all about what's gone on in the election fraud. And it, it is, there's a ton of data. We're, they're in the process right now of states sharing their experience of what has gone on in their own states. We have basically... 50 unique problems out here of states literally having 50 different ways of corrupting election and probably more than 50, but there's 50 unique combinations of corruption that have gone on. And it's individually, it's going to require the motivation for each group of each state residents to solve the problem. And that is what has made this on one hand, I would say it this way, is what has made it easy for the corruptors to do their job because they can keep the left side, not one side not paying attention to the other side, and people don't haven't understood really where to look for the problem. But as the education of this grows, it's going to be a massive pendulum swing, and we're there. And it's going to require everybody to constantly be vigilant and active in their perspective markets and places where you live. We can't let this happen again. This is ridiculous. And we have such a nastiness, nastiness in our body politic that wants to retain power, that wants to continue to feed their own pockets, that wants to take this country down a sewer pit. And there's no way we can stand for that. So we've had some you know, good guests on today. The first guest of the day was Dr. Eric Naputi. Quite amazing, just the timing of that. And I, and I hadn't even put it all together until he sat down. And that's God working again. Just an amazing way because there's Dr. Eric Naputi. And, of course, he, was, he, was, he worked very closely with me to help make the Bards Fest happen in Missouri last year. We've had the resistance chicks on. We're, we had Dr. Frank on. We've had Jim Hoff on. 
I've had some other great guests, some podcasters. What I'm going to do is going to break these down later tonight. We'll edit them out and we'll start putting them all together in a uh, compilation. And that'll be good. And that way we get um, different interviews together so that you'll just be podcasting. And I'll put these podcasts up probably late tonight once we get back to the hotel. We're also going to do a, an event later. And we're going to bring in, uh, I, I haven't even asked him yet. I'm assuming he knows this because I know he's listening. <laughs> but Brad Cummings is going to come on tonight. And that's he's going to be with... Eric Naputi and the Resistance Chicks, and we'll put somebody else in that mix. And um, we're all going to just have kind of a prayer and rehash and talk about the festival and bring some more God power into this thing, which is going to be great. And in just a moment here, in a little bit, I'm going to have an interview with uh, Pastor Todd Coconado, and he's uh, someone I was just introduced to, so he's going to be here. Um. And we're going to try to get, and we'll see how successful we are. We're going to try to get Laura Logan on. Uh, she's going to be here this weekend. Mike Lindell's going to be on a little bit later. He's going to be doing the rounds. We'll get him on and probably lots of other people as we just start digging them up. We have a great, what I would call a ground team between Duncan and and Hannah. Um, she, they're both doing a great job just finding people to interview. And, and again, it's a great time to talk to people that are here for the reasons of the Lord. And I think what's most interesting to me and when I witness this is how strong that message is in people. If you think back two years ago, and just even just two years ago, how hesitant people were to say things with a strong voice of, I'm, I'm a follower of Jesus. And though people would say it, it, it there's a, there's something, there was something missing in the depth and strength of it. Not today. You know, the one thing I, I was saying to some friends the other day is like, we need to re, not only revive that, but we need to have... We need to literally have people, men, not just people, men, that are really happy and proud and strong with a strong spine to be able to say, yeah, I follow Jesus. And I know that it occurs within Bars Nation, but we need to see it all over the country. We need that strong voice that's willing to stand up and sacrifice whatever is necessary for the Lord and for this nation. And that's really what we're starting to feel here in this conference and we'll see it a lot more as we go, which I'm looking forward to. So I, you know, I literally have not looked at news at all for about three days. Which, for those of you that know me, that's a pretty crazy thing. But I've been so absorbed in the other events going on, and it's given me a lot of time to really zero in on some of the more the more powerful change agents. Which, again, I mean, I'm not to sound like a broken record, but at the core of all of this, it, it's going to be our love in God. And it's our relationship in Christ. And if we aren't getting that part right, this is why this event to me marks a very significant moment a year after Bards Fest, where we literally spent Saturday and Sunday doing prayers for repentance. This is a time for the nation now to start really taking that into action and justice on the ground. Now, I'm going to go over, I said this a little earlier, it was actually the resistance chicks that brought it up because I hadn't mentioned anything about it, but this travel that I'm doing is, is going to cover about 20 to 25 states when I'm done. And with that, there is, um, God put in my heart 
five critical things and areas of focus that I'm going to be working on. Okay, one is in our relationship, making sure we we re- get our relationship with Jesus strong. But more than that is that we are, as a nation, also taking accountability for where we're at. Now, it's not just enough to say I'm. And I mean this. I don't think it's enough just to say, like, I've accepted Christ. That's great, except that we all are also a nation. And we're responsible and accountable. All of us have a piece in why we are here. And that's going to take some real reflection to determine how we're going to move forward as a nation. And if we take the accountability that we do, that we need to, then we're going to be setting on the right path, not just for ourselves, but for the nation as a whole. Second part of this is the praying for President Trump. This is a man who has the power to change the world with a single tweet. We've seen it. And I think it's important to respect just the magnitude of that change if this was a man that decided to lead the nation in a prayer for repentance. There would not be another president in our lifetime that would be able to get up there in that position without doing just that. And we need to do that. When I say that, we need to get a president that will do that. And I think President Trump can do that. And to do that, what we have to accept is we were very much as a nation willing to take from him, saying, fix it, Mr. President. But as a nation, we didn't do well to pray for him through the obstacles and challenges that he had. And that's, that's a time that we have here. And we know that Christ works inside out, and we know that God can change anybody and God can work with anybody. So our real role here, as I see it, and this is one part of my Paul Revere ride is, pray for President Trump on number two. Number three is healing first and last nations. Hang on a second to check. So um, I heard some screaming behind. I thought maybe someone was getting assaulted or something. They're cheering. So the the healing first and last nations. We have all been the victim of a very strategic plan over time of leaving deep blood rifts. And whether that's gang violence or whether that's slavery or whether that is violence between first and what I will call last nations, which is ourselves, or in terms of last nations in particular, the breaking of treaties, the slaughtering of their, of their lives. This was done intentionally so that people would not come together. And we're going to have to make a decision as people to break from the, the scars and the past. And we're going to have to meet people where they are, not where we want them to be. So when I say first and last nations, it, it's, it's a metaphor for all of us healing, but we're going to have to come together as a people and step away from the cycles of violence, hate, and division that they're using so well and continually doing to foment more of it. So we are at that point, and that's part of this travel for me is to get that message. And so like I mentioned before, I will be visiting one of the reservations. That's, and I'm just le- letting God lead that one. And so if we, that gives us strength, and that's part of this. And we, have, we all live here on the same island, so to speak. And then we, we've got number four, which is sowing seeds, physically and spiritually sowing seeds. It's getting our hands dirty doing it and doing the hard work. That has to happen. And then children and elderly. We have got to protect our children. We have to build, use it to build bridges in our communities. But more than that, we're going to have to return to the place of taking care of the elderly. We have to stop casting people out because we want our lives to be easier. Our lives are a complete cycle. 
And part of that are the responsibilities that God put on us from birth to death. And those things have to change. And if we don't get those things handled, then we're going to be in a difficult place. So, like I said, that fifth one is protecting children and elderly. It's important. And that means life changes for all of us. Literally life changes. Patriots, I'm going to hit a quick commercial here, and I'll be right back. Inflation is real. The CPI is at another 40-year high, hitting 9.2%, and real inflation on daily goods, bread, milk, meat, gas for your car, even rents, are at over 30%. The recession is real. If all your money is in the market or tied up in U.S. dollars, you're messing with fire. It's critical for you to take a hard look at diversifying your savings into gold and silver. That's where the professionals at Birch Gold come in. Text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 and get a free information kit on how to diversify and protect your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, gold is the right investment to make now. Text BARDS to 989898 and get real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text BARDS to 989898 to claim your free no-obligation information kit on how to protect your hard-earned savings with gold. And Patriots, we are back. Again, we are here at the event Mike Lindell is sponsoring called The Moment of Truth. And this event is going to also debut the new movie that he funded called Selection Code. Uh, Resistance Chicks are going to be speaking here in a little bit. They're, they're, doing, they're representing Ohio on Ohio's challenges, which is good. And uh, there's a representative from Oregon, which Oregon is probably one of the worst possible states that you could have in for election because we're 100% mail-in motor voter fraud balloting. That's, they've set that up intentionally. You know, I say this a lot about Oregon, and it's not because I'm biased towards my state. It's I don't think people understand how important Oregon is. Oregon goes under the radar because there's very few, very few um, electoral votes, so people don't pay attention to it. But Oregon has is the test bed for a lot of the stuff that ends up hitting the nation. Oregon is the home of Antifa for a reason. There's, it was also the home of the... Uh, anarchists they've had their teachings there and how to incubate them Oregon has been the home of the radical environmentalists with Trey Arrow and his merry band of fools and then we have uh, as well we had the we were the first state to go to election mail-in voting and then we've got a hundred percent we went over the rails on that one. we went a hundred percent to mail-in voting we don't even have voting booths now it's just mail-in battles. And so you wonder, um, you just wonder how it all got so bad. I, you know, I used to have an office in Portland. Uh, my office, when I was at my company of the Department of Defense, I had my office downtown. And today, I'd need body armor, a helmet, and my forty-five, and probably an assault rifle just to get to it because Antifa's there. And that is just one of the realities of... Oregon or Portland, it's it's accessible, and the worst part of it is, and Portland is a good example, like many of the cities, where people have just come to accept this as the new normal. Literally, it is not; it is a horrific 
example of people becoming apathetic and falling asleep, but just thinking that violence and depravity somehow are normal. And Oregon has an, or Portland has an unbelievable homeless problem. So, and again, I don't know how this works, but I guess you're in the city, you have to turn a blind eye to it, and then you just like, you always pass it off like it's someone else's problem. And that's, that's literally what we're dealing with. So, it's all part of us as a nation growing up. And if we don't grow up soon, it's going to fall on its face. But I, I have hope. I don't want to say it that like there's no hope. I do have hope that we're going to grow up well, and we're starting to grow up finally. And we'll have to kind of see how all of that evolves. But I will tell you, the, the drive out was beautiful, and it's a good reminder of just how much this country is worth saving. It's a beautiful country. It's a massive country. They don't, we don't have an overpopulation problem, by the way. You do if you're in New York, but maybe not anymore because I think everybody's left. <laughs> There's nothing left in New York. Oh, yeah, there is. I'm sorry. Several thousand new illegal aliens. Huh, that's too bad. What a, what a joke that is. But anyway, that's, that is where things are. So we're going to continue working as a nation and raising things up. I'm going to jump in here just a real, real quick, and I'm going to actually take a look at a few headlines, and we'll, we'll do a rundown on that to kind of see where things are at because I think it's been, I, I would imagine like all things, it's, it's, a, it's a crazy ride. So we're going to go right to the Gateway Pundit. We had Jim Hoff on a bit ago, and I really recommend you, if you don't read the Gateway Pundit, you should. Um, oh, here's a shocker. Hollywood actor Gary Bussey charged with a with sex offense in New Jersey. Why, why does that? None of this should surprise anybody. These are just these people are just like the bowels of the worst. Um, we are the the depravity in our nation, and this has to be a moral reset in order for us to be successful. The depravity of our nation is set on the moral bankruptcy of our nation. And if without resetting the moral foundation of our nation, we are not going to be able to reset anything else in our nation. I think that's one of the most important aspects that all Americans have to get their head around. If we do not reset the moral foundation of this nation, our nation will continue to be exactly where we are. And we'll be right back at it very quickly. It won't take long. So I really, I, it is not just a point of us trying to reestablish faith. I mean, in a simple sense, it's like, oh, we need to get, you're all, y'all are like loving Jesus. Yeah, we do love Jesus. We want everybody to love Jesus. And that's, and when you say that, because the way the left has shaped the narrative, what they're going to try to tell you is what you're trying to, what you're trying to do is you're trying to force people into a relationship with God. It's like, no, not at all. We're going to tolerate anybody that's out here. We're going to, we're going to, we'll, we'll pray for you. But if you want this, if we want our nation reset, it centers on the throne, the throne of God. Because it was built that way. You want to look at it from a, you know, when people look at it like this, if we don't forget where the foundation roots are, then there's no possible way that the house can be reset. If you've ever done construction, then you know very well that part of the big problem is that we are, we, if we're going to rebuild a house, we have to be able to understand the foundations to understand how to rebuild it strong. But if we're going to just mow down the foundation, the whole house is coming down. So that's our challenge as a nation is understanding what our foundation is. And our foundation was Christian. 
it's not Judeo-Christian, it's Christian. And our foundation was the place of understanding that God was intended to be on the throne above. That's the Declaration of Independence. And when we do that and we start getting that handled, then we're going to be able to reset everything in our country the right way. And God's going to work through and make things happen. And it's the most amazing thing is God will make mountains move where mountains could not move before. But that's going to center on us putting our heart to Jesus and us accepting what is possible if we trust in him. I'm going to give you a quick advertisement here, and then we're going to bring on a very special guest, somebody you're going to like, uh, Liz, Lindsay Tishner, and she is a new senator in Kentucky, and this is what I love. She hates the deep state, so this is going to be a fun one to talk about. There are some great patriots here today, but that's what we should expect on a patriot event, right? All right, patriots, let's hear something about, well, let's see what we're going to listen to. Why don't we listen to about some pillows here, and we'll be right back. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and my employees and I want to thank each and every one of you for your support by bringing you the MyPillow that started it all. MyPillow's patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs regardless of your sleep position. Because it works, we've sold over 70 million MyPillows, and now I'm bringing it to you for the lowest price ever. For example, you get my standard MyPillow, now only $19.88 with your promo code. Now's the time to get them for your friends, your family, your neighbors, everyone you know. MyPillows make the best gifts ever. In the times we're in, one thing we all need is getting a great night's sleep. So go to MyPillow.com or call that number on your screen now. Use your promo code and you'll get my standard MyPillow for only $19.88. For a more custom fit, my Premium Queen, only $24.98. Or my Premium King, only $29.98. This is a limited time offer, so order now. That's MyPillow.com forward slash Bards, promo code Bards. I think Mike's listening to my ads because he just used one of my lines. Get a great night's sleep in these difficult times. No kidding is a great night's sleep. All right, Patriots. So let me welcome Lindsay Tishner. Yes, that's right. All right. Well, get a little closer to the mic. Okay. There we go. All right. So this is going to be great. So, all right, tell us a little bit. You just won a race. Yeah, I did. I won our primary, and I don't have an opponent in the fall, so I'm the only one on the ballot. Um yeah, I'm just a mom. I do part-time real estate. I homeschool my youngest. I have three in college and just started watching things unravel in 2020. And I knew I couldn't sit back and not get involved. And so I stepped up and, and uh, filed a run and I won. So this is for state senate, state right? State senate, yes. Oh, good. I like state stuff because it's yeah. where we can make some real change. It is. And, you know, we got involved on the local level um, in our school board and just um, educating parents, bringing awareness to issues and I started realizing this is a state level. It's really a federal level, but I'm not going there yet. Well, I, I think that's the whole problem is they've made us think it's all federal. In fact, it's all state. It is state. You're right. And, you know, a lot of the things that we're fighting at, at the county level and, you know, school board issues, we realize the school board's just being told what to say at the state level. Right. Um, and, of course, there is influence from the federal level into our Department of Education and all of that at the state level, too. But a lot of the laws that are that really tightened around us and and kind of made our law our lives hard in 2020 where it's all state oh it, it was miserable state yeah so you're really talking my language anyway you know because i and i i'm such a believer in the county by county action <laughs> yeah because it's the grassroots area that i mean from a from a counterinsurgency point of view it's the only way you'll ever win yeah you can't take off the head of the snake you got to no. take the whole body out first and i i think that's happening talk a little bit about i mean 
what do you expect to be able to affect? I think that's it's always my. I mean, there's. I know that's not unnecessarily a fair question, but you've got inspiration, you got passion to go after. Yeah. So where are you going? Well, I mean, in our state, in our state legislature, we are a, a super majority Republicans, but we are a handful of really true Liberty candidates. And we saw in our state, it kind of made the news um, across our state, maybe a little bit uh, on the national level. There was a wave of Liberty candidates that came in and won their races in the primary and they look very promising to win in their generals as well who have opponents and I think as we gather steam the more of us that can come in who really have a a belief in our constitutional rights who want to stand up for the we the people that we really were founded on are gathering some momentum and we won't be able to be extremely effective until we gather that that build behind us of the people and bring that into our legislature and for myself I want to represent that and I'll fight for that and we'll take every win we can even if it's a small one but we'll take them I really like that I think that's a great way of looking at it because I think that's where we miss it yeah and this is as you know I think you listen to the show right? yeah yeah so I mean I, I'm always beating on that it's like don't spend so much time looking up you yeah look down local you're homeschooling yep how are you going to continue that? Yeah, I'm going to have to figure that one out. <laughs> <laughs> My youngest is in sixth grade, so I kind yeah. of gave her that. I'm like, look, girl, you're going to have to do a lot of this on your own this year. And she goes to a co-op two days a week. But, oh, good. Um, yeah. So your run was difficult? Um, you know, I was really up against um, kind of a typical uh, party choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Republican Party really wanted this other guy to win. They um, redrew our district in order for him to be the only one on the ballot. And then I filed and kind of shook up their plans a little bit. So, yeah, there were some ups and downs in it, but we had a blast. We had we had so much fun. I had a great team of patriots but, um, behind me that we kind of all came to know each other as we got involved at the grassroots level, and we had a good time. So. We always think of Kentucky and Tennessee kind of in that center part of the nation. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's good Bible Belt, conservative, real America. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you still feel about it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, there's definitely the left is pushing, and they have the they have the louder voice because they have the media behind them. So they they seem like they're more of, of the majority, but I know they're not. And when you get out knocking doors and meeting people, talking with people in the grocery stores, before I even ever thought of running when 2020 was going on, every person I talked to was furious about what was happening in our country with COVID, mm-hmm. and. It, we are the majority. We just absolutely are. We just have to get activated. And I think most people, most conservatives don't get off the couch till it's on fire. And it's like it's almost in ashes right now. So it's time to get up. It's time to get moving. It's time to get plugged in. And people are waking up to that. And it, that's the exciting part about the movement and the whole liberty movement. People are really becoming very aware of what's going on. Oh, they They're are. not going to stand for it anymore. Uh-uh. No, and I think what's, I talked a lot about this in 2015 and 16 because I was pretty active in helping, in, in my way of helping President Trump yeah. get elected. And I mean, in what we focused on, we were very successful. I will say it that way. But it was, the, the difference was at that point in time, there was no understanding of what to do. Yeah. We had people that were ready, like, off the rails and it's like and I this was a quote I'm going to go shoot Democrats and you're oh, like yeah that's not good yeah no <laughs> like, no, no we're, we're not going to do that you know and, and we've seen that change now because now there's an activation there is you've seen that even in Kentucky though oh 100% yeah. and it's you know as it as as the overreach of government just stepped in our lives even more, we had a governor who was threatening to arrest people if they went to church during COVID that's oh, nice. what we were up against and I think 
you know, we can get by with, you know, taxes being too high, gas prices, that's annoying. It's very annoying right now. But when they start really pushing into your life like that, mm-hmm. people are not going to stand for it. We just don't. And Kentuckians won't either. That's really something. I mean, I, I'm, it's very encouraging to hear. And what about your election process? Now, what, what you guys have Dominion there? Um, we do not have Dominion. Um, we we don't have the drop boxes. There's drop boxes within the county clerk offices, mm-hmm. so that's a little bit more reassuring. Um, we're in the process right now. There's several recounts that are happening in the state of Kentucky with Republican candidates who lost their primaries, just to check the tech, just to to see. And it's it's really discouraging the amount of pushback we're getting from our own party to not do that. And that only makes the questioning stronger. If they sure. just would say, yeah, go for it, let's do it, instead of pushing and accusing us of things. And, you know, It's like we just want to know. The voter wants to know our vote is going to count. And if you keep hiding it, then we're going to keep suspecting something's up. Just That's let the us truth. see it. I have said for a long time, I mean, and I mean it, I, don't, I think the Republicans are worse than the Democrats. The, the old guard. And the reason I say that is at least a Democrat, I know what to expect. That's true. The Republicans are giving you this nonsense about how we, we stand for the vote, we stand for liberty, we stand for this. And then they're behind the scenes, number one, calling out the candidates. Yeah. What did you, did you Did you have problems when you signed up as a Republican? Yeah. Um, you know, I kind of got labeled as this far right person and I'm really not, I'm not far right. I'm the left just keeps going further left and, and some of the right keeps going a little further left. So the rest well, of I mean, anymore, if you, if you put God in your life yeah, and you, you want to have that, if you're homeschooling, you're mm-hmm. radical. Yeah. And then if you're going to believe in, in, in election integrity, mm-hmm. then you're about as far into, you're almost domestic terrorist at this point. Well, one. you know, there's, there's, I'm being labeled a divisive candidate because you know, myself and, and people that are a part of my team, we're, we're not like following the party line. We, we absolutely believe in the conservative values of the Republican Party. But when that is shifting, when they're shifting away from that and we want to go in another direction, it doesn't mean we're divisive. It means we're going to go do what we really are supposed to be doing as Republican conservatives. Yep. We're not going to follow this way just because the party goes that way. If it's the wrong direction, we're not going to go. So. No, I, I think that's I'm very well said. Once again, I'm going to, you, as a woman, I mean, we are seeing an unbelievable rise of women in this movement. I'm not, I'm not against it. I'm thankful. Yeah. But I'm always stunned at how few men we're seeing really coming to the, to to the wall, so to speak. Right. What's your thoughts on that? Well, I think for most of the women that I think are rising up right now are realizing what the assault that's coming on us are, are coming at our children very directly through all of the media, through all of social media influences, you know, television shows, but in the schools, the schools that we trusted, the schools that we grew up in are doing things and pushing things on our kids that we absolutely aren't okay with. And not, not to, you know, bash on men or dads, but, you know, I, I'm, I have the luxury, I'm a realtor part-time, but my husband really, he carries the weight of providing for our family. So I understand why he can't just let everything go. I don't want him to, you know. Um, so it, it's, we, I understand a little bit of why men can't just throw it all out the window and, and head into this battle full force. But we need to know they have, that we have 
they have our back. You know, they're, they're going to stand up for us if we're going to be the ones on the front lines, if we're going to the school board meetings. And that is, we are seeing more and more men now, especially as they're pushing this gender ideology on our kids and opening bathrooms for, um, you know, boys who identify as girls to go in girls' bathrooms. I'm seeing the men say no. Like, that is, like, absolutely where they are stepping in and saying, okay. And again, it's everybody has their issue. What's go, what is it going to be? How's it going to affect your life that's going to bring you to the fight? And, and we all come in at some point. Hopefully, we all come in. Well, one thing that's kind of striking me lately is the left is actually pretty small. Yeah. But as you mentioned already, they're very vocal. And so what's interesting is how quickly they're able to roll over a community, like with the bathroom yes. policies. And poli- I, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. I mean, I've talked a lot about how I think some of it starts at the pulpit because we don't have pulpits with really giving that firebrand and firing them up. What's your thought? Yeah, 100%. 100%. I have been so disappointed with some of the church leadership across the country because they're afraid to be vocal. And I think one of the best tools that Satan uses is to twist the truth just enough to throw in all the lies and we still accept the truth. He has to make the lie palatable, so he throws in a little bit of truth. So churches are starting to operate in this mindset of love and compassion, which are all good things. They're all spiritual gifts. But if it's full of a lie, it's not It's not good. So if they're you know, opening the doors and saying, all right, we're just going to love everybody, well, the truth is also love. And if you are trying to share the gospel with someone, you're not telling them the full truth about about eternity and about salvation and you're letting them continue down a lifestyle that's detrimental then you're not loving them you're not telling them the truth but our churches i really feel like we we're dropping the ball on this issue with our youth and and the whole culture is shifting to this this this, we have to cater to these kids and their ideas and their emotions and it's breaking down our society culturally and the church needs to step up and be bold. Oh, I agree with you. I mean, this is, we keep this going. There's not going to be much of a, we can win, yeah. we'll still lose if, if we let the kids get corrupted. Yeah. We need to raise up a remnant. It just takes a remnant. I mean, it doesn't take a huge amount. But if we get that next generation ready who are taught and trained with the gospel, with the truth, and get them active as youth, then they can, they can be the saviors of the next generation when we're gone. It doesn't take a lot, but they've got to be solid. So your homeschooling, you focus on just the standard curriculum, or do you try to include, like, did you bring your bring your youngin with you to the, whole, to the whole political process? Oh, gosh, yeah, she oh, had awesome. to. Yeah. Well, I've got three in college, too, now. Okay. So, um, wow, you get, that's a handful. It is. It's expensive, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. But, um, no, they're all awesome, and they were really supportive of me, and um, I couldn't have done it without them. I couldn't have done it without my husband. He was my, my campaign marketer and, nice. and uh, saved me a ton of money there we didn't run a, a huge budget we were about outspent about five to one um so we, we had to use every volunteer we could that is really fantastic i mean i i, do, I love the grassroots aspect mm-hmm. and then because we have this idea if you don't have the money yeah you're not going to win and yeah. you just proved it wrong oh they they kept telling i'd go meet with people and they're like you you got to raise at least 50,000 or whatever. I'm like, I think I can do it for 30. And we got out about 38, you know, so I'm like, all donations. uh, Oh yeah. Every bit of it. Yeah. Oh, we put in a little bit of our own. Yeah. yeah. Um, But yeah, it, it, it was, I think the typical model of, of, of running for office is changing. Because yep. all you need is, is the people. You need the people behind you. And if you can build that momentum, it doesn't matter how much money you have. Look at Carrie Lake. 
she had $30 million pushed against her. She won her race. Yeah, she did by a By a job. landslide, every county. Yeah, <laughs> she did. So what about the, the counting? Now, you haven't got into the main election, so yeah. you would it would just would have been that infighting in the party, and you had... You didn't have other party people running against you. I had one uh, Republican running against me, um, and I do not have. I did not have a Democrat running against me. No. How do you see the election issue in Kentucky? Is it as messed up as everywhere else? Um, I don't know. It's as messed up. I think there's definitely holes. We have voter rolls that are are greatly inflated, and, mm-hmm. and everybody's aware of that. You know, that's an issue that our Secretary of State has acknowledged and has been working on. And we had some stuff in our history where uh, they did remove some of those, but they got magically added back on right before 2020. But um, you know, I think the biggest thing in our county and what I'm seeing, we have gone to this um, mega precinct or, or what? Are, what do they call those super? precincts or whatever so we have what we had one in 2020 so everybody came to one location and now we have five but you cannot i mean that sets it up for you cannot count the vote you cannot you you have to use a machine at that point because you need such fewer volunteers right if we go back to the precinct level and you have a couple hundred people go into each precinct to vote and you have five volunteers or six volunteers you can count the votes that's easy and you could go back to a paper ballot system but now that we've gone into this other model it makes it hard to count the vote and it really takes eyes off of it so that i mean that's an easy solution right there the early voting's gotta go mail-in voting's gotta go there is absolutely no reason people need to do that unless they you know have some extenuating circumstance we used to live in the dominican republic we mailed our votes in of course that makes sense we couldn't come home um but just as a a lazy standard it needs to be one day voting absolutely trust me i live in the state of mass corruption oregon yeah yeah yes it's it's they're the model of where they want to take the nation Oh. And, and it's it's wretched. There's they're not good. trying to rig it completely. What was your platform you ran on? Oh boy, um, getting rid of indoctrination in schools and parental rights in education. Uh, boy, we fought. We've been fighting the school board across the nation. Really, people are doing that. We just parents want to know, and we want to have a right to say, "Hey, my kid is healthy. They get to go to school. You don't get to send them home on some type of lockdown when they're healthy." That whole. COVID guidance was um, just insane on our children, and, and we're seeing the effects of that in our education system now. They're years behind. Um, pro-life, of course, election integrity, um, you know, all the all of the patriotic issues that we've been fighting for and just getting rid of these mandates, getting rid of these, these COVID overreaches. It's, and, I mean, actually, the county right next door to us, they still are masking kids in their schools. That's retarded. They still are. And our attorney, our um, attorney general is, is trying to fight that, which is great, but they just won't listen. Uh-uh. You know, it's, yeah, it's like mass retardation right there. I, it, I, it makes no sense. Yeah, it, yeah. They, they, they are, they're obsessed with this control thing. It really is. And, and it's funny because they're, um, I don't know where, I think one of the easiest ways of looking at it was what was discovered in one of my, in our one of the school districts near me, it's a small town, Glide, Oregon, just a little ways out of the, out of the city, and I think 1,200 people. Yeah. But they had been given like 1.4 million dollars through this COVID relief garbage, and they were literally like, "We can't afford to give it back. We need the money, so we'll do yeah. whatever they tell us." Yeah. And, it, and it's just like, "Yeah, well, you were going to burn in hell for that one." Yeah, we, right. yeah, that we kind of dug in and found all that with those ESSER funds. That that was where that was kind of mm-hmm. coming from, and it, it was frustrating. It was maddening, it really was, and we just couldn't, we, we couldn't make any progress. It didn't matter what we said. It didn't matter how many people got up and spoke. We had a girl in our 
um, one of our high schools who was losing her hearing, she was completely shut out from her classrooms because she couldn't hear. And all these people had their mouths covered. She relied on reading lips. Oh, my goodness. And, and she, I mean, she just spiraled down. You know, her parents ended up having to pull her out of her, um, she was a, a ballerina. Like, she would have gone on probably to be a professional ballerina and had to pull her out because she just was struggling so much with school. And it's like, how can you, how can you hear her story? She comes to you and tells you in front of a board meeting and, and you just look the other way. That's what's most amazing to me. And I don't know where this comes from, but you're right. It's like. It's like deep stare into the space. Yeah. He's looking at you like, yeah. I mean, I don't know if they're being given instruction to do that or I don't know, but it's crazy, isn't it? It's yeah, a, it is. And, it, you know, they sacrifice some for others and just let kids make their own decision. Let parents make their own decision. It's, it, it's, it was really maddening. Yeah, absolutely. So when you're looking forward here to Kentucky and being, you, you'll take the seat in the fall? Um, January is when they'll do this wearing in. Oh, yeah, nice. I, I'll still have to get through the general election um, officially, but I'm the only one on the ballot. So. Oh well, you should be great. Yeah, it's awesome. And you're you're not you don't have to relocate. Nope, I live in my district. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I'm, I mean, did you commute up there for the state? I'm about 45 minutes away, so oh, it's not bad. Easy yeah, I'm really not that far. Oh, man. Yeah. That, that's really nice. Well, yeah. congratulations to you. Thank you. Thanks so much. Th- Thanks for all that you do. Oh, I, thank you. You know, I think one of the things about this movement there's a lot of great shows out there but the way that you incorporate your faith is is really powerful and i think people need to know that we we have the best warrior on our side and we need to use him <laughs> oh yeah and we need to not walk into this thinking we can do it on our own and we know we win in the end right so we just need to fight well i think be that's on the front lines until then and i think that's what's i'm still finding it interesting how many people will are not seeing that next step. I mean, it's easy to talk about it. Yeah. But like when we're actually doing something to embrace that, like, you know, with this running for office, like you've heard me probably say this on the show, it's like it, so many of the candidates didn't even thank God when they were done. I yeah. mean, it was just like, I did it or you did it. And it's like, uh, no. I, I tell you what, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done it unless I was told to do it. And I sat on it thinking about it for months, just like, what is this going to do for my life? And, you know, you have to take that into consideration as a mom with a little one still at home. Like, what's that going to do for her life? Four years from when I get sworn in, she'll be 16. I I can't miss those times of her life, but then I can also be a great example to her and bring her along in the journey, and hopefully she'll follow in my footsteps. But I had a song... Um, I can't remember the name of it, but it, the, you know, it's, it's all about the verse that you go before me, like you're, you are there before me and that the, all of my race that was on the, the top of my mind it, that he was going before me into the battle so. and I didn't have to worry about it. And, um, that's just, you know, we need to think about all of this that way. We you do. Know? And, I, and I think that's, you, we were talking about this in a previous show when I was talking to Pastor Todd Coconado, you know, and it's. What does stand look like, right? Yes. You must stand it, and you're doing it, right? And you just hit it. I mean, God's cl- making way in the battle ahead, yeah. but it doesn't mean we don't have work to do. Oh, we've got work to do. Right. I mean, yes. that, and there's, and this is where I, I, I get very frustrated with the, you know, and we use it in the show, but I'm, when I'm very careful, even I mean, every night when I say God wins, well, yeah, God wins. Mm-hmm. It, you better make sure you're on his side when yeah. he wins because, right? Well, and there's some complacency there within the Christian faith where mm-hmm. you get, you know, you get to study an end times prophecy, which I love and I love to study, but you see people sit back and go, well, I mean, we don't, it's all going to be okay in the end. We don't need to be a part of it. And I'm like, but you're missing out on all the fun. Are you yeah. kidding me? Yes, it's okay on the end, but 
why wouldn't you want to be on his team foraging ahead? And I had a friend of mine talking about, um, you know, this battle and how does it look when, when how, how are we supposed to behave as Christians when we're in a battle and we're, we're you know, fighting the enemy? And she said, you know, how do you stand? How are you supposed to stand when you're advancing the gates of hell? You better be bold and you better know that you're what you're fighting against, you know? So anyway, it's been fun. I've loved it. Nice. Well, I'm, I'm happy for you. This is fantastic. It's going to be great for your family. Yeah, I think it's gonna so. Be great. I'm sure we'll see in the news if you do anything. You, you, do, risk, you do realize you're getting categorized as a deep stater, <laughs> anti-deep stater. Oh, I am an anti-deep stater. Are you kidding me? Why would anybody other than the deep state like the deep state? <laughs> I think that's great. We'll, we'll read the headlines. It's like, new senator in Kentucky. <laughs> She's she's a cons- she's one of those conspiracy theorists that hates the deep state, and it's oh like, gosh. yeah, we got that one down. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm for we the people, and yeah. I think I think most of we the people are not for um, the deep state. Well, I think that's the biggest change, and it's really wonderful because it's just regular people now. Yeah, right. We're all regular people. Yeah, but yep. we're not coming from a, an, a privileged class, and we're not. We're just like people are like that's it, and this is where we're taking back this nation. So yeah, and so did. How did you hear about this event, or they reached out to you? Or Yeah, a friend of mine is on a, kind of an election integrity tour, um, or not tour, um, election integrity uh, telegram group, and, and she got a couple tickets on an invite. And so um, uh, Adrian Southworth was just up there talking about what's going on in Kentucky. She's a senator in nice. Kentucky, so she's been um, educating people across our state about some of the issues and with uh, our voter rolls and in the process. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, I, keep in touch because I would like Absolutely. to know how you do. It's exciting. I'm, I'm really happy for you. Thank you. I mean, it's just, I'm, we're, I, it's, it's, I hope it's inspiring to everyone out there because this is literally like you're showing a mom homeschooling your, your daughter and you're like, mm, still going to run and yep. I am going to win and going to win. <laughs> and I'm going to win. You might not think that in six months. You're going to be like, what did I do? Oh, I, that has crossed my mind a few times <laughs> since I won. <laughs> that's great. Well, I'll tell you what, Lindsay, thank you very much. Thanks for having me you on. Bet. You have a very blessed day. You God. too. And bless Take you for care. everything you do. All right. God bless. Bye-bye. Well, Patriots, that was Lindsay Tishner. And, I, and I'm and i telling you, this is inspiring. It's it's absolutely fantastic because she's she's got this. She's one. She's one in Kentucky. She's a mom. She's homeschooling. You can't get better than all those things put together. That's going to make one one heck of a fighter in the state. Patriots, that concludes part six. Patriots, that concludes part Patriots, that concludes part five of the Springfield, Missouri event, the Moment of Truth Summit, sponsored by Mike Lindell. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the time we've come together each day in this assembly of fellowship that bridges nations, it bridges the world. And we're truly humbled by all that you provide and all that you continue to strengthen and all the guidance you give us in each and every day. Father, these are times right now that we find ourselves facing what seems to be impossible odds, and yet we're continually inspired by those that are literally sowing seeds, getting their hands dirty, both physically and spiritually, to expand the kingdom. So we pray for those to have strength in their heart, to see clearly, to have discernment, and to continue to see through the veil of lies into that path of truth. Guide us and protect us in these times. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Well, patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We're at war. Walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. 
Mission Forward. Patriots, I will see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push, we climb, we never give in, 
we become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.